Welcome to episode 103 of Below the Fold, where some of the best content is just a scroll away. Today's conversation is on the biggest bang for your buck. If you could only choose two things in your digital marketing strategy, what would they be and why? Let me throw down some introductions. We have Nate Birch in the studio. He is an SEO manager for MapR Technologies. That's me. Brandon Hassler, founder and CEO of Market Campus. What's up, my man? And Paxton Gray, director of marketing operations at 97 Floor. How's it going, Jacob? And I am your host, Jacob Perry. I am a digital marketing manager at Myriad Genetics. Today's show is very special. We've got a special guest in studio. Chase Hooley is a digital marketing leader and consultant. Currently, he's the content marketing manager for Google Capital-backed MapR Technologies. At MapR, he leverages content for intelligent SEO, demand generation, and increased brand awareness and loyalty. Before MapR, he was a senior account manager at the digital marketing agency, 97 Floor. At 97 Floor, he had the opportunity to work with clients ranging from well-funded startups to multi-billion dollar corporations. Welcome to the show, Chase Hooley. Happy to be here, guys. Today's conversation is going to be started off by Brandon Hassler. All right, love it. So, been thinking a lot about if I had to, if my boss came to me. So this is a real situation, a little background on why we picked this topic. Uh, I had a, a student previously at Market Campus who his boss came to him. They had limited budget, obviously, limited resources. I think he may have been the only digital marketing guy. at the, It's a very small startup. And uh, he basically told him, like, pick two, like, two areas that we're going to really focus on uh, in digital marketing. I don't know if that was short-term or long-term. Long we can leave that up to... Uh, each person here on what they're specifically talking about because I get the I get the hunch that we're going to have variable answers. But the two things that I would focus on, uh, number one, regardless of how big your company size is, email marketing, I think, has huge ROI on there, just capturing all of your traffic coming in, turn, turning them into repeat buyers, repeat customers. The other thing I had, and this may be against the rules because it really depends. If you are a... Uh, I believe that if you have a unique product or service, something that people aren't searching for, social. So email and social. However, if, because I believe social is like the ultimate discovery platform, you know, whereas search, you're specifically looking for something, versus if you do have a product that people do search for, it's already a niche that's been created and established. In that case, I'm going email marketing and search engine optimization. Because even though you could do well on Facebook, for me at least... When I discover something on Facebook, and I've seen a lot of like new tech companies, their ads pop up for some cool new cloud platform, whatever it is, I still, before I become a customer, I still search that industry about cloud, cloud platform or whatever it is. And so I believe if you're not ranking, you know you're pushing all these sweet Facebook ads and whatnot, if you're not ranking in that first page, when someone types in your industry, when they're in that, they're in that conversion mode, they're in that, uh, what's the word, transaction mode, I think you're going to lose a lot of business. So... Email and SEO for the most part. Okay. I'm picking. Here's my counter to that, Brandon. I've been thinking a lot about these two things, obviously, as, as I've been prepping for the show. And I came to the conclusion that one of these two uh, strategic imperatives has to be generate traffic. And the second thing has to be convert that traffic. So email is a traffic generator. 
SEO is another traffic generator. But if you don't optimize your site for conversions, that traffic will be lost. So you're going email and CRO? No. I'm going SEO okay. and CRO. So it's all about closing the loop. Okay? You open the loop with SEO, you close it with CRO. You bring the traffic in organically. The reason I, I choose SEO over email, they both are extremely valuable. But the reason I choose SEO is, one, it's less costly. And two, the traffic is more, uh, val- it's, it's more qualified. So organic traffic is way better than any traffic that could, could come from any email. Wait, why do you say that SEO is less, is less costly than email? Typically, you have to uh, pay for an email service. So, for example, at Genetics, we pay for HubSpot. HubSpot, I mean, we're spending hundreds of dollars every single month to have this email platform, which also organizes all our leads. You have to build a constant email is never ending. I'm not saying SEO is there. it ends, but the prep period for SEO, you know, it takes a few months and then it's maintenance. Whereas email, you're constantly building content every single week or month or however often your emails are going out and it's got to be new, it's got to be crisp, and it's got to be attractive to get people to your site. It's costly. It takes man hours. It typically takes more than one person. But you could argue a lot of email can be automated, like automated campaigns. You put people in different groups, and then they're, they've got their set 10 messages. Especially if you're using something like HubSpot. Don't get me wrong. I get, I get email automation, and I get how powerful it is. But you're still not getting the same quality of traffic as you would with organic SEO-driven leads. And if you bring traffic to your website and it's not optimized for conversions, it's, it's going into a black hole. So you start with a tactic that generates traffic, and you end with a tactic that converts that traffic. Paxton, uh, what are your two things? My two things are, I'm going to say email marketing and content marketing. Uh, email, uh, for the simple reason that you start building that list early, you can build it cheap. Um, but with time, you can build a massive list of people who are going to click on your your uh, content, and they're going that's going to be quality traffic. Uh, those are people that are obviously fans. They signed up for your email campaign. I think that's quality traffic. Granted, hang on, it's not hang people on, who are looking for one. One thing on that, you're talking about a list with a finite number of people. Sure. Whereas when we're talking about SEO and organic, it's it's not limited to the number of people who are on your list. It's limited to the number of people who are on the internet. No, nah, that's not true. Why not? You can't reach everybody on the internet ever. You, you mean, have the potential. It's limited you to have your the potential. market. It's limited to your market, which I agree is also bigger than your email list. Sure. But the people on your email list are so much more likely to convert than the people in your market. I don't know about that. You... People on your that, That's one thing. You do have people on your email list. Totally fine. I get it. They signed up. They're basically giving you permission to give them emails. They're telling you, I want your product. I want what you have. But on the other hand, people who are searching on a search engine like Google, they're in the transaction phase where they're looking specifically to buy. And if you're ranking up there, there's no reason for them to – not only will they buy organically, but then they'll join your mailing list. Yeah, but I think you're also neglecting a whole host of people that are in using the search engine phase that aren't in the buying phase, but they're in the research phase. And if you can capture them on your email list, then you're going to be so much more likely to capture them when they're in the buying phase rather than hoping that they come back to you and search for you again when they're ready to buy. 
Well, the best part of SEO and CRO is that the people who come into your site organically, with the proper optimization, you can capture those people to become in your list. And if your third thing is email, right? Th- then you have everyone in your market through through the organic searches plus your your uh, email list that you'll be targeting. Sure. I, I mean, yes, <laughs> let's combine it all. Yeah, we have great, awesome content marketing. And we have PPC, by the way. So to clarify, your two things were content marketing and email marketing. Right. So pull people in via content, catch them on email. My counter would be, and I think Jacob may have brought it up, um, is how are you bringing in? I feel like content marketing isn't bringing in quality, like qualified visitors. Like it helps with branding. I believe in content marketing. I think marketing. if you do content marketing wrong, you're right. Yeah, but... If you do content marketing as my strategy is, I'm going to get this to go hot on Reddit, I'm going to get 200,000 people to my site, then, yeah, I think you're wasting your time. But you look at companies like HubSpot or Salesforce or OkCupid that generate awesome content that gets them notoriety that actually converts, and that traffic comes in and converts, and they become customers. Here's one more counter, and I'll let you guys hop in as well, those who have not spoke. Um, I see a lot of content marketing being integrated with social media. Facebook's obviously making a huge attempt to get publishers to have their content, not a link to, you know, Wall Street Journal, but uh-huh. actually have content on there. And, I, and, and users are just kind of, I think we're slowly going to be entering an era where if it's not on their feed, the content's not there, uh, you know, you're not going to get a lot of good eyeballs in your content marketing. And then if that happens, I see that very difficult, I see it be very difficult to capture emails on social media, assuming that's the way you're going to be promoted, which... Social is the way that you promote most of your content marketing. I mean, there's outreach and stuff, but sure. that's a different element. But by producing the content, marketing out there. I don't think I understand your point. I think, well, uh, users are getting less and less likely to click on links in Facebook to go to websites. If it's not in Facebook, they're just going to keep scrolling. Okay. They like, the, like Facebook videos is the perfect example. Okay, but what is that video but content? It's great content. It it's works. It's content marketing. Yeah, exactly. But how are you going to capture emails then? Because I'm just going off. Of, I agree. Like, well, first of all, huge. I never said that the two were connected. Uh, I mean, I, in, in Jacob's world, his two are connecting the two. But I'm just saying, independently, I think the two are good investments. Interesting. Interesting. I almost think that content marketing is uh, cheating because that's almost like saying digital marketing. Yep. It is right? a big topic. Yep. There are it's so many really elements. I, I agree. I think SEO falls within content marketing. Okay, so you agree with me then that content marketing is a good place to I'm not the one who said SEO is a part of content marketing. But I would agree that content marketing is cheating when we're talking about two things, (laughs) picking two things. It's too too encompassing. I disagree. I think that there are lots of people that do SEO, that do social, that do not do content. Well, content marketing includes social media marketing because you're taking the social networks to to market that content. Yeah, it includes good social media marketing. It also includes blogging. It includes... Which which is huge for SEO. Yeah, right. Which is why (laughs) I think... No, it is. is. 100%. Now we're arguing whether or not content marketing should be one of of the two two, uh, points that Paxton uses. I think this is my point, why I think content marketing is so important. You better have a, a damn good writer on your team to produce good blog posts right? You have to have a good social media manager to, to pimp out your content, right. right? So if a good solid content marketing plan is so ingrained in everything that we do in digital marketing that if it executed well, you don't have to worry about SEO. Yep. I disagree. I, I'll, dis, I'll I disagree. disagree there too. My well, SEO goes far beyond content because 
most of SEO is done prior to content ever being published. Well, there's, there's two sides for it. My number one, w- whenever I hear SEO, for me the trigger that goes off in my head is technical SEO. That is why it's actually my number one. My number one thing I'm going to do is concentrate a lot of time, and sometimes it doesn't take a lot of time, but whether you're setting up a site from scratch or you're coming on to a client and they have 10 years of, dedi- of content that they have built up, I am going to first and foremost concentrate a lot of my efforts on setting, ma- making sure their presence, their web presence, is properly set up technical SEO-wise. And the reason I, bring, I, I have that one as my biggest bang for your buck is because when, when you have simple little errors that are making your site not show up organically, the easiest thing to fix at times and cheapest with the best results are issues with your technical SEO. So you have, you're going to have duplicate page issues. You're going to have simple titles that, yes, I am getting back down to the core elements of a page. No, I think that's fine because when we're talking about copywriting and building content, Absolutely. the best writer in the world isn't going to know whether or not you have a duplicate page on your website. Absolutely. So sure. for me, number one is set up your technical SEO, and as you're ongoing, you need to make sure that you are adjusting with the, so with the mode. My counterpoint to that is I think Google is evolving so much that they don't, you don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. Evolving, not evolved. Right, but my point is if you're going to only pick two, I'd rather have like awesome con- content marketing. Right now or five yeah, years from right now? right now. Because five years from now, all the content that I built over the past five years is going to be generating more and more and more traffic. So what but happens when... Whether I worried about my trailing slash right now is not going to matter in, in a year I'm not talking about trailing slash. I'm talking about That's just across my example, your entire though. CMS, your entire platform. <clears throat> I know. You have duplications across, across the board. But Google is getting so smart, they'll recognize that, that, why are they that that's not an issue. they sites that are actually good? Well, we're talking about today, right? That's exactly. So if, if you're right, in five years... It's probably it's probably the case that Google that won't matter anymore. I'm not going off of their theoretical what ifs. But we don't want to get penalized today. today. Well, I exactly. think there's examples yeah. now where just great content is winning and beating perfectly optimized websites. Yes. I don't have it off the top of my head, but Well, so I do and lots and lots of competitive research where basically we analyze the top 5 ranking sites for a given keyword and we break their sites apart like we analyze it based off of 65 different metrics. What I see time and time again, the two most important in my opinion Links aside, let's set links aside, but uh, two most important are going to be content length and quality and social shares. Those are what I see time and time again outranking and being at the top spots. High high quality content, long content, and high social shares. Are you going I, I need some clarification versus causation because social shares... Well, that's all we have. Like all we have is... We, I don't know sure. causation. Well, hang, I, I need some clarification. When you're, when you're saying that... Hi, Chase, when you're saying that high quality and Paxton, when you're saying that high quality content is outweighing a, a good optimized site, are you talking about trying to get that content to rank for your specific keywords to buy you business, or using that that content to leverage your website to get people there? Because I think there's a difference when we're talking about con- uh, quality content being able to uh, outrank very well optimized websites and websites that have content that is supposed to drive traffic to other pages, right? Am I not making myself clear? I feel like that was slightly you're, convoluted. So you're, you're basically saying content that's designed to rank versus content that's designed to convert. Is that what you're saying? Content that's designed to rank, specifically that content, and content that is meant to build the authority of the website so that other pages or like your homepage will rank a little bit better. 
for example, you'll put internal links on this amazing piece of content uh-huh. so that that authority flows to your home page or whatever other page that you want ranking, and then that secondary page is what you want ranking. So I, I want sorry I want to I want to hear more from uh, Chase here in a second, um, but one thing that I think is important is to not make a distinction between the two. My content that's designed to rank, I think, should also be content that spreads authority. And and so I think every time I make a new page, I should be conscious of internal linking and it building authority and for how it fits within the whole domain uh, and in addition to how it's going to rank. Um, I don't think we should really separate the two. I may have been preemptive on this idea, but I, I think I might disagree in that you have a specific page that is, is designed to convert and the uh-huh. funnel is set up but you're just having a hard time getting people to that page. So you think of this amazing piece of content that, that you can push out that will attract social signals, it'll attract links, it'll attract all the things that, uh, that make it authoritative, mm-hmm. and then you set up those internal links specifically because your main goal here is to get this, this original page to rank and to convert, and that's where everything's going to happen, not the piece of content that you, that you built. The piece of content is just a, a, a vehicle. It's just something that takes the traffic and builds it up and, and, t- and gets them to this landing page that, that you've designed specifically for conversion. Because I think there's a distinction between, because I might agree, th- there might be a company who gets this piece of content that goes viral, but their site is just so, 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 so terrible. It's not optimized at all, but that one page gets so much authority that it'll start ranking. But if you don't have proper SEO, and SEO meaning internal links, things like that, that can then drive more authority no to other pages the pages that actually get you business, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's a wash. What do you think, Huli? I mean, I kind of agree. I think we have to take a step back and look at the definition for content marketing, which I'm going to read. Right <laughs> please, <now>. please. <laughs> content, marketing is the marketing, content marketing is the marketing and business process for creating and distributing relevant and valuable content to attract acquire and engage a clearly defined and understood target audience with the objective of driving profitable customer action. So to me, I mean, it's kind of the trump card. I don't see how content marketing with its proper definition doesn't encompass everything. Everything. Yeah, because good content marketing is also building original content on social. Yep. And uh, having the backbone. Which then is that social media marketing. Like, yeah, I agree that it, it is a huge encompass. Well, in the definition, it also talks about how it drives business to attract yeah to attract and drive business yes. which right attract and drive business CRO, is is, is everything yeah it's yeah. all that stuff yeah. for this discussion though i picture content marketing as creating original content on your blog and then using that to capture an audience is that kind of i mean i agree that's not i don't think encompassing to redefine the definition of content marketing well, if we had to pick an area of content marketing, because there you could... Let me t- take a quick break. I'm not sure it's, it's real clear on where everyone is. Chase, what are the two items that you had at the top of your list? I would say hands down content marketing, and then I would say probably paid to amplify your content. Okay, what kind of paid? Because that's kind of broad too. Just you guys are all cheaters. PPC. Okay, I, I want to... No, I wrote in our pre-meeting specifically content marketing, and nobody said a word... Well, I knew that I was going to counter with my own arguments, and I, d- I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell you, "Hey, that's cheating," so that I I couldn't use my arguments. That would make the show a little bit more boring. Okay. Anyway, sorry. What type of paid? Are you talking about? I mean, social paid is probably the best, just because how precise you can target. 
But demographics is pretty good. But PPC, I mean, on search, depending on the keyword, like, you know, there's great conversion rate. So my beef with paid, I knew that paid was going to come up. I, did you mention paid? I've name? only done one so far. Wait, what's oh, your other one? Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, we'll get l- to that. L- me, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Is it paid? I want, what, was you. Your last, what was your first one? <laughs> Technical SEO. Okay. Technical SEO. So he's getting real granular with this. So. If I could pick one thing, title tags. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love SEO. that. Title tags. That's the number one thing. <laughs> the beef I have with paid is the moment you stop paying is the moment you stop getting the benefit from it. And not to say that paid isn't important and you shouldn't do it, but being in the top two, that's a stretch. My other issue with content marketing, so going <laughs> back, back to this, going back to Paxson's answer, I, I really think it depends on how much budget you have because good content marketing does require a lot of budget. No, no, it doesn't. No, it does not. It yeah, does not at all. If, are we not, include, but we're not including, but we're not including, listen, a great blog I think is the foundation to great social and great SEO. Well, Some just, of the most compelling content. I don't care. That was a, so we're a counting bad repurpose. statement. But you can make really compelling content with your iPhone. Okay. When I say costly, I'm not just talking financially. I'm talking time as well. Yeah, and that's so all I'm looking I. at ROI. Like for Look me, at user-generated content, working with influencers, having other people do, do stuff for you. Sure. You can have it's so much. Uh, easier said than done, user-generated content. You have uh, to build a community there. I'm looking at it from an ROI standpoint, like, where can I put the least amount of effort and get the biggest? I agree that if I have the time and the money to do like some really sweet stuff with content, yes, content, that would be my number one. Most people, though, like we have a lot of one-man shows listening. Maybe it's their own blog, their own website. Maybe they don't have time to do a bunch of cool blog content, but it is easy to pick up your phone, do some, you know, interact on social with people, as well as, you know, the technical aspect of SEO, making sure email marketing is very hands-off once you get everything set up. Content marketing, as powerful as it is, I agree. I agree the ROI is there if you have the time to put See, a lot of stuff I think in. the difference uh, where people fail in content marketing is not in budget and it's not in time. I think what it is is failure to understand and connect with your market. If you understand your market, you can invest very little time and very few resources in creating amazing content that hits your demographic, but you have to understand it. So I think that people fail at that and they blame it on time or they blame it on uh, not enough budget to make these amazing pieces of content. But you could create that content just on social alone and get huge ROI, whereas it takes a little bit more effort to do it on your blog. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Social and ROI, that's one of the hardest elements to actually calculate. Social so. ROI is extremely difficult. All right, hang on, guys. I'm talking about generating sales hang on. from I, social. I, I want to bring Huli into this because when I think content marketing, I've known Huli for a couple of years, and uh, he's made his mark, at least in my mind, as a really great content marketer. I, I want to hear what, what, you, what you have to say. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to calculate the ROI for content marketing and social. Um, but at the same time... If you look at, I mean, there's a lot of it. So my wife is getting huge into cloth diapers. Kind of scary for me. <laughs> it's not yeah. been fun. Scary because you're the one who's going to have to wash them? Yeah, a little bit sometimes, yeah. But these cloth diapering companies, they're really small businesses, but they've ran their entire promotion or marketing strategy through social with content. And without a good social presence, Instagram, Facebook, they wouldn't exist. Do you think you need lots of time and lots of money to create content, or do you think you can have stellar content without? Oh, I definitely that much? think you can. Yeah, I mean, it, it, 
again, uh, I think a great blog is the foundation to great SEO and great social. A lot of these mommy bloggers, I mean, they're just a single mom. Not only are they running their, their little diaper companies, but they're blogging and teaching about it. I mean, really, that's the only type of marketing that they can do because they can't afford paid. They, they don't have time for social. They, they do use social, but without content, social's useless. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. I, I like what he brought up. Uh, one, it's a, they're small companies. Yep. And two, they're finding ways to leverage their own business on social. I don't know what else they're doing. But if social is the only place they're doing and they're finding success there, which makes sense, right? Because you can, you can use the demographic features on these social platforms, mostly Facebook, and target moms who are into stuff like that. I don't know what specific keywords you'd be you'd be putting into the Facebook stuff to get cloth diapers in there. Maybe there's cloth diaper clubs out there, but well, the best best part about that is with Facebook, you wouldn't necessarily have to worry too much about the the keyword issue because you have the audience there that you're reaching. And if your audience, if it if your content resonates with your audience, then who cares about the, the keyword? You more care about the spread of the content. And actually, the best part I like about the example of the, the mom bloggers is that because they don't have a big budget, they, they have to bootstrap everything. I mean, they can't, they can't put up a bunch of resources to, to create a professional production. And so their audience feels a lot more personal with them. I think that's probably a root of why, why they resonate so well with their audience. The moral, of this, the moral of this conversation I, I'm starting to sense is the top two things that you would choose are 100% dependent on your industry, your size, and what else? Anything? Because we're talking social, right? They don't have money to do a lot of things, and yep. maybe they'd be successful in other uh, avenues, yep. but that's, that's, you, find, you find your niche. You find what works. That is the, act, the exact point when uh, discussing that we had to choose only two. For, for me, I, I love technical SEO too much. I'm not going to abandon my first love. Second one is the, the context completely depends. I have very much seen the value of email marketing. I have also very much seen the value of PPC. Also very much seen the value of CRO. But, for example... But not in that order. But not in that order. Wait, did you ever tell us your I second? not. Well, let's hear it. So, my second is going to be email marketing. Just because of the, the conversion that you can have from that and the, the way that you can ramp that up. It's, it's very similar to SEO where the effort that you put in up front is going to slowly build and build up the effectiveness of that channel. So where you have a proper foundation of SEO and the content going behind it and pushing that, where you can build up your email list, the conversion rates that you can get off of your email marketing is, is insane. It's the best conversion of any medium. Okay. I'm going to cut you off right there. We're at our five-minute mark where we now go into last word, where we'll go around the horn you have 60 seconds or less to say whatever you want uninterrupted. We'll start with Paxton. So I think it's pretty clear that everyone except for me and Huli are wrong and that uh, content marketing is uh, the best investment. Uh, but seriously, though, I, I firmly believe that if you take the time to understand your market, you can create engaging, stellar, converting content with little time and little budget. Thank you very much. Taking advantage of the no interruptions, I like that. Brandon, what do you have to say? 
Um, <clears throat> so if you were to ask me a year and a half ago, I definitely would have been number one content marketing. The big thing for me, just from personal experience, the reason I am more passionate about email and uh, digital marketing, obviously I'm more in the startup scene, very low budget, uh, trying to just figure out what can we do like with the limited amount of resources and time that I have and our team here has, what can we do? And our biggest, I mean, 80, 85% of our sales have been through Facebook, Instagram, and email. Uh, we do a little bit of everything. I think we could do a little bit better of a job with content marketing, but it does require a little bit more thought. But I agree, once you have the time and resources for us to do that, we, we, we can get a big bang. But starting out, and when I talk to a lot of different startup founders here in the area, everybody mentions social, social, socials, how we, how we're able to initially grow our audience. So I, I guess I'm looking at it more from the starting phases, but I, I agree once we start growing, then yeah, we're going to start putting a lot more time and money into developing sweet content. Cause I agree the ROI is there starting out though. I feel like you get a little bit more on email and uh, social. That's my bias. Nathan. So as I pointed out, I, I very much believe in technical SEO. I believe in a strong foundation of any effort that you're doing. And so, for me, still hands down, number one. You, you can't ignore, though, that you do the technical SEO to the nth degree, and if you don't have a single blog post, you're really nowhere. You're dead in the water. And that combined with actually reaching an audience that has agreed to receive content from you through email marketing, the targeting that you can do, it, it's, it's just perfect. They've already they've self-identified as, as your perfect audience because they... They've opted into receiving content from you. Thank you. Chase. I think if I, I mean, it, ultimately it comes down to, if I was giving an advice to a company, I think you have to start with your customers and your prospects. You have to figure out where they're spending their time. Are they on social? Do they use search? Um, it, you have to tie that back to your business model. Are you B2B? Are you selling multi-million dollar product offerings that require companies to research for 12 months before they make a decision. If so, search is very important, and content to build search is very important so that your prospects are educated and can make these multi-million dollar decisions. If you're selling small $20 mom-and-pop diapers or out of a little mom-and-pop shop, I think social is probably the best way to go. Um, the purchase purchases are more emotional based. I mean, if they like a design of a, of a product, they can purchase it right there. There's not a lot of research or risk involved in a purchase like that. So I think the number one objective for a small business there is just getting attention. If you can get attention of your buyers with a, with a cheaper product like that, you win. Once you up the game to a big B2B company and prospects have to spend millions of dollars Getting their attention isn't enough. You have to build trust over a 12-month, six, whatever your purchase cycle is. You have to build trust with them so that when the time comes to make a purchase, um, your content has been educating them. They trust you as a resource or a thought leader in the space. So I guess ultimately it comes down to your business model, your industry, like we said. But I would start at the customer, figure out where they're spending their time, what information they need to make a purchase. If you're the one that's, that's there, if you're providing the content, you're answering their questions on the channel that they prefer, then you'll win their business. I love it. We do oh. have one Periscope viewer who is putting in his two, and he said social media and SEO. So I told him I'd mention it. Interesting. So if you're yeah. watching on Periscope, yes, feel free to give us your comments. Well, I, yeah, I will say this. This, all, this show is going to become a blog post on 
our website, belowthefold.io, and we encourage comments, and hopefully we'll get a, a few more suggestions once that goes live. I thought for sure there'd be at least one person who changes at least one of the two things that they had chosen for their top two, but it doesn't look like that happened, including myself. I stick with the fact that you need to attract visitors, you need to attract traffic, and then you need to have a way of converting that traffic. It comes back to closing the loop. If you can't close the loop, in other words, if all you're doing is attracting traffic, period, you're not going to get the business or the ROI that one, you want, and two, that you deserve with all the, uh, with all the money and resources that you're throwing into, into those other two tactics. If, there's a, if, if you can come up with two tactics, one brings in the traffic, the other converts the traffic, I think you're in, you're in pretty good shape. And that applies to all business types, models, sizes, revenue, or budget sizes. It doesn't matter. Attract your audience and convert your, your audience. That's all the time we have. Everything that we've mentioned, all resources, will be included in the blog post on belowthefold.io. Join us. Join the conversation. Leave your two cents. We'd love to hear what two things you would choose to get the most bang for your buck. 